Hi, friends. Welcome to the Rock Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Anya Rock, a woman, artist, entrepreneur, mom, and high-performance coach. I'm working on becoming the best version of myself and inspiring others to do the same. This is my invitation to you to be part of the collective shifting of consciousness. Let's choose love. Let's choose joy. And let's rock your joy one day at a time. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Today, we are having a juicy conversation about the intersection between pleasure and empowerment. This content is for mature audiences only. So if you have littles in the background, now is a great time to pop in your headphones or tune in later. My guest today is Danielle Savory, a master certified coach and pleasure expert helping women use their largest sex organ, their brain, for better sex and a more pleasure-filled life. Danielle is the host of It's My Pleasure podcast and weaves together her background in neuroscience, her expertise in mindfulness, and skills as a coach to help women rewire their brains and connect with their bodies for an empowering approach to their sexuality. This is such a good conversation, and she calls me out even on my own stories of why I might not be finding enough time for my own pleasure. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation and talk about sex and all things sexy. Mm. And as I was reading through your bio and your website, and I've been following you for a while on Instagram, I just love your message. And I'm very excited to share this and kind of hear more from you. So tell us a little bit your mission and we'll dive into kind of more, but I want to hear what you feel is your mission in life as you're building this vision? Yeah, that's such a good question. You know, I think it always, you know, part of it stems from our own story and feeling trapped in some way or at a disadvantage. And, you know, so much of my own journey has just really been getting okay with being in my body. We live our whole lives so disconnected, especially, you know, being I'm a mom, I am a very high achiever, I always have been. And so it was like, okay, here's the syllabus, like the syllabus of life or the syllabus of like whatever education you're in, like this is how you do it. And that high achieving, like go, go, go mentality that we are fed from such a young age to get those gold stars or get to the next level keeps us in our head. And it disconnects us from so much of the way that we're feeling in our body, being able to process emotions, being okay with shame, you know, failure, all of these sorts of things. And so really that's where all of my journey began was like learning how to be kind to myself and self-compassionate and learning how to like be in my body, not just saying that I'm feeling particular things, but really feeling. And I have found that our ability to experience so much pleasure and joy and satisfaction in and out of the bedroom is an infinite potential. And so many women, we are in the go, 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 we're the givers, we're the nurturers, we're the high achievers, we're all of these sorts of things. And it's not that we can't do all of these things, but we can do it in a way that it feels juicier. Mm. and It just feels better. And we're being taken care of. And we're nourished and we're not being pushed to 
the point of burnout. And so really my mission is to help more women experience this delicious, amazing experience that is being human to our full capacity and having like that passionate connection with your partner. I've been with mine for 18 years, you know, even when you're running businesses, even when things are crazy, even when you have children, you know, that it doesn't hold you back that if your body hurts, like you can still find places that it feels good, you know, and really just helping women show them that there's such a, I want to just say like more like technicolor, it's like Dorothy going out into like the Wizard of Oz, right? You know, it's, there is a way that we can live our life that just feels so much more colorful and not so black and white and gray. Beautiful. So tell us a little bit of, you know, if, if our audience isn't familiar with you, and your work and maybe your story. How did you come to this, you know, coaching? Was it, you said through your own experience? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, it was through my own experience, my backgrounds in neuroscience. And then I also studied Buddhist psychology and philosophy as kind of my undergrad minor work. And that ended up going completely together. At the time, I was like, these couldn't be more opposite. And really, I loved the philosophy just because it was interesting to me, but I didn't know I was going to do anything with it. And it really became the crux of my work. I had a period in my life that I was experiencing a lot of chronic pain. I really reached that place of burnout and I spent two years in bed uh, because of that pain. And through that time, I was able to revisit mindfulness, but not from like an academic, like cognitive understanding, but like a felt sense. And that completely changed and overhauled my life. Like I said, learning how to be self-compassionate, watching the thoughts in my head, how that was creating my reality and all these sorts of things and finding that stillness and doing that at the same time my body hurt because for me, sex was the last thing I wanted. We were trying to have children and we were struggling with that. I lost a couple of pregnancies also during that time. So there was just a lot of grief and a lot of hatred towards my body because number one, it was keeping me from just living my life. Like showering was difficult, let alone being able to live out my dreams. And I wasn't being able to have children. I wasn't being able to connect with my husband. So I just looked at my body as this enemy. And so learning how to love my body without having it change was so challenging, but it gave me you know, that understanding of that mind-body connection and that we can have love no matter what, even when you're going through all these challenges, love for ourselves, love for our body, love for everything. And that's really when the doors opened up and I was able to experience more pleasure in my body and connection again. I was like, every woman needs this, whether they're struggling or not, it can always be this richer experience that we have. And you say that you're coaching the intersection of sensuality and mindset, which I love, mm -hmm. and that an, a pleasured woman is an empowered woman. So tell us yeah. about that. I mean, I just, I think there's a such a disconnect between the two and maybe it's societal, but it really resonates when I was reading it and listening to you. I think, oh, we're tapping into something really powerful here. So I'd love to hear yeah. kind of more on that. 
Yeah. Well, I'll talk about the intersection first, because I think that's so important is a lot of times when we think about sexuality and we think about our sensuality and our ability to experience pleasure, we don't think about the brain and we don't think about the mind. And this is really the key factor in being able to open up to pleasure. So the way that I explain it to my clients and all the women that I'm working with is we're really focusing on creating a container of pleasure. And when we're speaking to ourselves in a particular way, right, when we're speaking unkindly to ourselves, when we're like, whether it's our body image or just feeling shame or mom guilt or something completely (laughs) unrelated to sex, the way that it feels in your body is tense and stressful and it's closed off, right? And so it's like, it's not just oh, my thoughts and my feelings about my body and sexuality, it's the way that we're being all of the time, because what we're thinking in our brain is going to have a physiological effect in our body, you know, what we're thinking creates our feelings. And so the way that we're feeling is either going to have us leaning more in or being more open to pleasure or leaning out, right? So really, that's the intersection is like, We have to help ourselves pay attention and bring more awareness to what's going on in our brains, because that's going to either keep us from pleasure or at least have a curiosity and openness so that pleasure can arise, so that desire can happen. You know, so many women wonder, like, what happened to my desire? And it's really, it's just, there's so many things going on in our brain that are keeping us from that. And then on the other end, it's creating a sensual relationship with our body, really being able to touch into our body. So it's like, I like to think of it kind of as this three part approach, like I'm approaching women's brains, which is going to create the container, I'm helping them connect with their body. And then of course, we're talking about how are we approaching our relationship with ourselves and with our partners to really create this like cohesive container for all of that juicy connection to happen. And when we do this, right, in the process, like I think that sometimes we're like, oh, well, the result, like amazing sex or mind-blowing sex or whatever, and that's great, but it's also the woman you become. It's the woman that we become that becomes so empowering, like being able to say, you know what, I'm actually in charge of my own desire. We're not presented that in our culture. We're presented it as the desire just happens to us, you know, that pleasure just happens to us, that oftentimes our bodies are seen as these objects of pleasure, rather than we are able to not only create our own desire and pleasure, but then we can experience it for ourselves, not just for the male gaze, not just for the consumption of others, but for us. And when we are able to do that for us, like that is so empowering. That becomes nourishment. That doesn't mean, doesn't become, sex doesn't become this transactional thing where we're giving something away or we feel like we're doing a favor for our husbands or something, right? It becomes something that lights us up and fuels us and nourishes us. And that is so empowering. And also all of the skills that you develop in order to become that turned on woman is very empowering. It's something that you're creating for you. You're owning it for you. But there are so many belief systems that we are fed, that it's shameful, that it's selfish, that um, we shouldn't be the receivers, we should be the givers, you know, and I could go on and on that when you start to flip those, 
you become a force to be reckoned with in every area of your life because you become unapologetic in who you are. You become celebratory in your body. You become, you know, this like desirable person for yourself. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Well, and I love you say that mind-blowing sex doesn't just happen. It's, it is, and this, you know, this idea of us creating. So what are some of the you know, factors. I mean, I'll, I'll admit two kids, dogs, husband, (laughs) busy life, busy business, right. That, that it can end up at the bottom of the list. Totally. There's a lot of like too tired. (laughs) We're just, you know, we're like, Oh, we have a trip coming up. Let's plan. (laughs) (laughs) We'll plan sex then for the vacation. We'll connect then. Yeah. But I, I think that is a reality. And so how do you, what do you say to, you know, those of us that, you know, you said you have kids and dogs and husband and it's a choice, but how do we get from A to B toward that place of, oh, remember when we yeah. used to have my, yeah. <laughs> that great sex? Yeah. Well, I would say we start with like, even notice how it was just a very subtle comment. You're like, it's our reality. Like this is happening to us. And it's actually not our reality. We create our reality, right? And so it's looking at all of the things that are going on in life. And when we have the thought, oh, these have to get done, right? But that pleasure and connection with your partner is a luxury. It's starting there. It's starting to flip this whole narrative that we're living to work and to do all of the obligations. We have to flip around this whole narrative and be like, wait a minute, I actually can connect. And I don't want to say like, oh, I don't have things to get done. Of course I do, right? Like I have two kids, we have two houses, we have a dog, we have like so much stuff that, you know, we both own businesses. My husband and I were very I, I don't use the word busy as often anymore, but full lives. And so it really took me being like, but this is actually what fuels my ability to be able to show up powerfully for my children, for me to be able to have the energy to hike with my dog multiple times a week, for me to be able to actually have the energy to show up for, you know, my work as like doing activist work and showing up in the world how I want and all of that. But what we look at is we're like, oh, wait, but it gets my leftovers rather than this is actually what is going to energize my body and my soul and my heart and like fuel me to show up how I want. So it's starting with, actually, this is the most important thing. And once this is done, you know, I'll be able to still get the other things done. It's this mentality and it's very hard to overcome, right? It's that Mm -hmm. mindset, like Mm -hmm. Monday morning, my brain's like, (laughs) Danielle, you have a million things to do, right? And I'm like, hey, brain, I know you're really like stressed and anxious about all the things we got going on in this week. But first, we're going to sit down and we're going to sit on our cushion and we're going to meditate. That Monday morning meditation is always this back and forth between that part of me that knows exactly what I need, which is to sit into stillness and to calm down. And the other anxious part of me that's like, da 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 
ah, you got all this stuff to do. So it's really seeing that your brain is always going to have two competing wants, the competing want of the instant gratification, which is checking stuff off your to do list, getting things done quickly, you know, fulfilling this like thing. And the other part that's like, oh, what's actually going to take care of me and nourish me to set me up for the week? That's these other activities. And so that's really where it all starts is just flipping the whole thing over and being like, pleasure is actually a priority. And that is what is going to help me in all of the other things I'm doing. Right. It's almost like a complete flip. And I think we're not really ever taught that pleasure is the starting point. And not just pleasure in the bedroom, right? right. But it's like pleasure that we, and do you think this is really specific to women that we really have sort of been reinforced that pleasure is like, you know, not to be led with? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think for sure for women, but it's also seen as a reward, right? You you know, it's this work hard, play hard sort of mentality where it's like, but you could also play and that's going to fuel your ability to work hard, right? But it's that hustle, 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 it's the way that we're, you know, it's viewed of like the woman getting all of the things done and all of the expectations, right? And again, what I want to say is like any of your brains listening, like, yeah, that might be great, you know, but I still actually do have these things <laughs> to do, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that you're not going to get these things done, but it's trusting that you're still going to get them done, you know, the way that we look at time, it's, you know, it's just this mental construct oftentimes. I mean, most of the women that I talk to, it's not that they don't have time. It's the way that we're thinking about our time. And then we get to this place where we're so burnt out that most of our evenings are just set like vegging out anyway on the couch and resisting the stuff that we actually, you know, want to be doing or need to be doing. So it's really overcoming that resistance to be able to show up in that way. It's not that we don't have the time to do it. And the way that I really present it with my clients too is we're working on connecting with pleasure and connecting with these things within your busy life. Like I believe that a lot of people hear me and they think it's like, oh, I have to take this huge chunk of time out and it's all this extra, you know, stuff where it's like, yeah, when you feel like you're adding extra in, there's going to be a lot of resistance to that. But when you see that it's actually just a waking up, you know, it's a waking your body up. It's a reminder to wake your body up more often that we don't have to set all of the time aside. And of course, we're going to set a bit of time aside to connect with our partner but what that gives you, you know, what that creates even all of a sudden in the connections you have in the kitchen that are a bit more flirty and fun or, you know, going on a, you know, vacation with your family that you actually are enjoying it from the beginning to end. It's not like the stress and this buildup and there's all these expectations, but you're just in it like that saves you time that saves you time of not being as upset of not being as irritated and frustrated. And it, like, it really saves time in the long run when we start to prioritize it. Mm -hmm. And you have a program called Better Sex in 90 Days, yes. <laughs> which I love. And you talk about there being a real process, a real science to this. So you've yeah. kind of touched on a little bit, but give us some, you know, 
idea of what that process looks like to get to better sex in 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. So I've broken it down into, you know, a variety of skills that are really required. And I call it better sex in 90 days because that's the result that every client gets that comes. But again, it's really the woman that you're becoming in the process, right? Better sex is great. But every woman that comes out of the program is walking away with like, Ugh! like I never knew what it was like to just love myself like this and be kind to myself and feel nourished in my relationship. You know, it's it's better sex is like the cherry on the top, I think, <laughs> but the other stuff, that's the real me. But the process really is it's like we're really developing a masterful level of self-awareness, of self-awareness of the type of thinking. Like I have already mentioned some of these belief systems that have taught us to not connect with ourselves that have taught us to constantly give right so we're identifying the belief systems and the thoughts that are holding you back from pleasure right that's really the magic of coaching is to be able to see like oh i didn't realize i was approaching it this way or i didn't realize i was thinking of this as for my husband, for instance, right? I'm not even considering that this could actually be for me. It just seems like a need that he has, right? And so we start to see these little ways and these thoughts and really seeing that they're just mental activities. They're not true. They're just the way that you're thinking right now. And then we start to really work the skill of rewiring that for a more pleasure brain. We also talk a lot about focusing, focusing our attention, like when there's noise, where there's all this stuff out there, you know, this is just the human condition right now in this modern time that we're living where our brain is super scattered. So one of the skills we work on is learning how to focus your brain and capture your attention and place it where you want it. And that's so important when it comes to pleasure and sex, because, you know, if you're in a long term relationship, like I am, then <laughs> I've been having sex with the same guy for a really long time, right? So you, file, <laughs> you like fall into this pattern and the brain's like, oh, yeah, I've been here before and it wants to check out. So learning how to notice that it's actually planning your grocery list or it's scanning the noises and being like, oh, my gosh, are the kids going to come in? Or if it's like my feet are cold or whatever is going on in your brain to see when that's happening and really help you bring it back. And you know, another skill that we work on is just being in touch with your senses in general, being in your body. And there's a direct process I take you through once you're into your body and your senses where you were increasing your sensitivity, which is your capacity to have pleasure. So really working on increasing the brain's ability to be in the body so that it's like, that touch, you know, or that tickle on your thigh feels that much more tantalizing because you've learned how to really like work on that skill. And then the other process, it's like creating that container, right? You know, creating that container of unconditional love for yourself, uh, learning how to have like that communication and speaking up to your partner, but having your own back, right? It really comes back to having your own back through this whole process and decomposing all of the shame or the guilt or the embarrassment so that we can show up in a more celebratory and bold and brave way. Mm -hmm. Which I think is pretty revolutionary probably for some people. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's revolutionary for all of us, right? You know, at a certain level, because especially with sexuality, it's like even women that come in and they're having amazing sex lives, there's always something that's like, whoa, I didn't even realize I was holding myself back in this little way. And then it just kind of blows the top off of their experiences. Again, not just in the bedroom and everywhere, because we have all been conditioned regardless of your upbringing as women in this society that is less than celebratory in so many ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love this all connected piece, right? That it's, it's not just about one room in the house where we receive pleasure and we learn, but that there's, and that there's a pathway, that there are skills like you're, you know, you're really speaking about this skill level, which I feel like people can sort of say, okay, well, if it's a skill, I can do that. Yeah. It's not just something that, oh, she can have it, but I can't have it. It's like each one of us can reconnect with our body and reconnect with our desire of what we want. Exactly. It doesn't happen to us. And I think that's so fun about um, having developed this process over my thousands and thousands of hours of coaching women in this direct thing over the last few years. It was like that it's so fun because it's repeatable. And now every woman that comes in, they know exactly what they can do to get these results. And that's so like fun and liberating to watch these women go through that journey. Because when you know exactly what you need to work on, it doesn't become this elusive, like, was she born with it? Is it like just French women? (laughs) Like what's going on? (laughs) You know, it's like, no, we can all have it. And it's amazing. And it can change your life. Yeah. And you also have a sex coach certification program. So what's the difference and what can people expect from that? Yeah. Well, I haven't released it yet, but it's something I'm working on right now. And it is, I mean, the difference is, is the better sex in 90 days, that's for everyone, right? You know, I do because of the world I'm in, I get a lot of coaches because they do see, they already believe in coaching. And once you have been exposed to coaching or self-growth, you're like, this is magic. This is powerful. I want to do it in all my areas of my life. And I feel like I get a lot of coaches who have done it in different areas and they want to come and experience it in this area. Cause I really do see our sexual growth and our liberation as kind of the pinnacle of self growth because it involves all sorts of things, but it's that last place that we really feel like it's out of our control in so many ways that it's our hormones or it's our biology or it's whatever. And when we really see that you have so much power over that, it just blows the lid off. But I also have seen, you know, as far as coaching, you know, the coaching industry in general has been growing so much. And there isn't a program out there that approaches sex like I do, where it is involving the brain, it's involving like our natural understanding of our trauma responses, our nervous system, our biology, our breath, our sensuality, our connection with breath. And there's a need. I mean, there's every woman, (laughs) this work is important for every single woman. And I want to be able to help all of the women in the world. And I know that I can't do that by myself. So this certification program is really to help train other women in my decade of experience in this realm to be able to offer it to their clients. Beautiful. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. I love that. I think it's even when you were talking about mindfulness, because we talk a lot about that on the podcast and yeah. it's been an, a, an amazing practice for me through the years, 
my husband and I both wake up every morning and meditate, but then to connect the two, to really understand how, how does sitting on a cushion connect back to like, where are my pleasure centers and how am I showing up with more vibrancy in life? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that right action piece that we talk about, right? In mindfulness, it's like we have that awareness and we bring it and then we use our awareness for like right action, at least, you know, in in Buddhist psychology, that's kind of what they talk about. And so using that same when it comes to our pleasure, it's like, it's like, I think of it as our juicy action, our delightful action, like our joyous, our satisfaction action, you know, like when we see all these thought patterns in these mental habits arising, how do we navigate those, you know, with mastery to be able to enjoy our lives and our bodies. Yeah. And so you brought up joy Mm -hmm. and as a rock your joy podcast, how are you cultivating joy these days? Mm, I love it. Um, Well, obviously having amazing sex with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I mean, I got to say that. You know, honestly, that is so fun because even having done this work, it's like I still have the resistances. I still have the blocks, you know, as my business is growing. And obviously this last year with all of us in the house 24-7, there was was some obstacles (laughs) that to learn how to overcome. So that's just been so fun. I have so much joy in that connection, but in the learning of it, of the process, you know, it's always the growth mindset in general, I just find joy of like, what is my next level and my potential? Like I find joy in that, but I'm just loving my children right now. (laughs) Like we're having so much fun. You know, I just, that brings me so much joy. We have dance parties every day and a lot of giggles and a lot of stories. And I spending a lot of time outside and in the forest, the forest is like my happy place. And we have a puppy. Well, I guess he's a little over a year now, Bruce, and he's like a 90 pound (laughs) pit bull. And we just have jokes about him being a junkyard dog. And he just brings so much joy, like just his slot, like he's just gross, but like, it's funny, (laughs) (laughs) gross. I'm like, oh, like, is this a boy thing? I don't know. So just that delight and that joy and just like the everyday moments. Mm, I love it. How old are your kids? Um, Seven and nine. Oh, me. Well, seven and 10. So, yeah. 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 My oldest will be 10 in like two months. So it's kind of a delicious age. It's so fun. It's I'm really yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're clearly modeling joy and pleasure, which as moms too, I mean, we talked a little bit about being high achievers, but also as, you know, models and especially as a girl mom. Yeah. Me too. I think to be able two to girls. model <laughs> to our girls that this, you know, this pleasure and this joy are so connected. I really respect yeah. and I'm excited to share your story and have more people hear about you. Thanks. So fun. So fun. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. So joyful. <laughs> If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. Feeling inspired and want to share the joy? Leave a review so others can find the podcast more easily. Want to hang out more with me? You can find me on the interwebs at www.anyarock.com. 
That's A-I-N-E-R-O-C-K. And I'm also on Instagram at Anya underscore rock your joy. Till next time, rock your joy. This episode was produced by Dante32.